Welcome to another Podventure in Odyssey. I'm Emily. And I'm Tatiana. This is episode two. Woohoo! Doing it, for real. Yeah. This episode, I've already forgotten the title. Oh yeah, me too. We should look that up. Maybe that's something that I should like put down on like a note card. This episode is called The Life of the Party. The Life of the Party. Yeah, which is like, it's a title, it makes sense. It, I don't know if it's what I would have like guessed that it was, but when I, I think when I read the title, I was like, ah, oh, yes, I remember what this one's about. Yeah, I think I would have picked a pun. I would have done a joke oh, for the yeah, title. Oh yeah, like made an actual joke. Based on the content of that the episode. been on theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've yeah. got nothing though. What's a title pun? Uh, I, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but I'm sure if I sat down... Orange, you gonna be episode two of Adventures in Odyssey. <laughs> that is terrible. That is almost as bad. No, that's worse than some of the jokes they made. That's that's true. It is worse. I don't know if it's as bad as the one that Tom did about the ice cream of many colors. The cone, the of, cone many of, colors. of many colors. Oh, we'll gosh. get to that. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, Tom. So to recap this episode... Yes, let's do it. Uh, we start with Chris... As uh, per usual. As always. Gotta love a Chris. It's a lot less involved than the first one, though. It's not like a full-on skit. It's just Chris saying, do, do you guys do you guys know like that there are lots of different types of friends? Or actually what she says is, we all know there are lots of different types of friends, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's some dude being like, Hank, you're my best friend ever. Such a good listener. <laughs> and then he barks. <laughs> yeah, Hank. Because <laughs> Hank is a dog. <laughs> we we all it. laugh. We all laugh. And then Chris said something interesting. She was like, we all know that it takes a lot more than just liking the same things and having a good time together to be, like, good friends. And I was like, do we all know that? (laughs) It's like, that's very presumptuous. Well, clearly not everyone knows that because that's the whole lesson that the kid is is learning in this episode. Yeah, I thought that was kind of an interesting way to put it. I was like, that might be, like, a little bit of a nuanced take on friendship for, like, little kids. And also there are friendships that pretty much consist of liking the same things mm-hmm. and having a good time together. And I think that's a valid form of friendship. That's not all of true. your friends. Not all of your friendships are gonna be super deep. That is true. And that's healthy, I think. It is. Yeah, that's kind of I guess that's like aside from the point that the episode is trying to make. I just yeah. thought it was interesting that Chris was like, we all know like how friendships are and all of their nuances. And I was like, oh well maybe we do, maybe we don't, Chris. <laughs> Maybe this one kid doesn't. What's the kid's name? Craig. Craig. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna do better at knowing these kids' names. Well, and <laughs> he's not coming back. No, he's not coming back. Sorry if you if you've forgotten if this is your first listen through or if you're re-listening and you forgot that we will not hear from Craig again. But uh, oh, I had thoughts about what Chris says. Oh yeah. Yeah, Chris does another one of her little fun teasers where she teases. Who is she going to tell you at the end of the episode of these famous friends? She's like, now, like, I won't tell you their names, but I will tell you that their names rhyme with Mavid and Ronathan. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't say that. That is not what she says. What she actually says is look in the Old Testament. Look look in the Old Testament for a prince and someone who will become a great king. And that's what was in my mind when she said that I was like, their names... Their names sound like Shmavis and Shmonathan. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you guys, if, you, if you're if you familiar with the Bible, you probably guessed it. Like, but anyway. Immediately. 
Yeah, oh gosh. Anyway, let, let's get into the meat of it. Yeah, the actual episode. Yeah, the actual episode. So the episode opens on Wit's End, mm-hmm. and we see this kid who's been in Odyssey for three and a half weeks. He's making a bunch of fruit puns. Yeah, do we need to go into the yeah, fruit we puns? Don't, we don't need to go into them. You they, can imagine the fruit yeah. puns, but there's a, a, yeah, this kid Craig is making everyone laugh, and this poor kid Freddy is not understanding the puns, and that's, yeah. you know, a cute little antic. Poor Freddy. Poor he, Freddy. He's he, too young to understand the nuance of uh, language-based How, How's an orange humor? gonna open the door? Yeah. Oh, Freddy. Maybe worth a mention here that Freddy is played by uh, the actor who will play Jimmy Barkley in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're getting... Oh, yeah, that's oh, that is oh, but one okay. of two actor uh, casting uh, choices in this episode that, that we'll mention because, yes. yeah, he the, does not play Freddy in future episodes, but he does play Jimmy, will, and there's another one. Yes, I will say I flipped out a little bit on our first <laughs> listen through when the other one came on because I was like, wait. Oh my gosh. I know that voice! Yes. Uh, so, uh, anyway, to get back to it, let's see. Craig is making jokes, Freddy's not getting it, Wit is chuckling along, and everybody's generally having a good time. Um, and then, uh, into the back, we follow Wit, uh, who is talking to a handyman. The handyman turns out, first off, to be Eugene Meltzner! Yes! (laughs) Not really, but the voice actor. Will Ryan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he plays this dad who is Craig's dad. Yeah, I will say Eugene, favorite character, so. Yeah, we, we, we'll get there, but yeah, yeah we'll Eugene, favorite character for Emily. Yep. And so, yeah, there he is playing a character. Did you know? You probably didn't realize that the actor would be playing, like, other characters I, besides I didn't Eugene know. before that. Yeah. I didn't have enough exposure to Odyssey mm-hmm. to have heard these voice actors playing other characters, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or I was too young to really pick up on it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I, yeah, that's something that that happens to me, too, re-listening. I'm like, oh my gosh, I hear, like, all of these voices that I now recognize. It is probably just a matter of being more aware as an adult. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Um, and it's also, he's not doing very much of, like, a voice voice, but, like, Will Ryan, once he starts playing Eugene, when he plays other characters, he, like, affects his voice more so that it doesn't confuse you. But right now, he basically sounds like a very toned-down Eugene. Yeah, which I think is his normal speaking voice. It probably is a lot closer to, yeah, just what, whatever his normal voice is. Anyway, I think that's probably all we have to say about all the actors at this point, right? Yeah, that's all we have to say about the actors. It's interesting, but anyway. Yeah. Wit is talking to uh, this handyman, Mm -hmm. Eugene, pre-Eugene. Pre-Eugene. Mr. Winehouse. Mr. Winehouse? I think it's Craig Winehouse. Probably. I didn't pay attention. Oh gosh, I'm gonna look at it right now, and we're gonna know. Moorhead. Wow, I don't know where I got Winehouse. His name is Craig Moorhead, so his dad, Mr. Moorhead, is handymanning with freezer. Freezer. Mm -hmm. And the freezer makes a sound when they turn it on. Oh, I missed it this time. I'll have to clip that in. Okay, perfect. Because we gotta have one interesting sound effect per episode. That's a good goal. So we'll clip that in here. Perfect. Uh, and then Wit is sort of embarrassed by it. I'm like, oh, yeah. I can't believe oh. my freezer keeps breaking. Okay, this is something, though, that in my in the back of my mind, I'm like, is this something that like only the adults will get? That this guy is like, man, I thought Odyssey would be able to support a handyman, implying like that he's not got enough work, like he's kind of a struggling handyman mm-hmm. and who has recently moved there. And he's like, the only like thing that, you know, you keep having this freezer breakdown and Wood is like, yeah, I know, it's such a puzzle. I don't know why my freezer keeps breaking down. I feel like 
like Wit is doing him a service. I think Wit is doing it on purpose. And that, yeah, that's something that I think becomes like a minor theme throughout the rest of Odyssey is a lot of, uh, Wit will give a lot of people a lot of different kinds of work, like around Wit's end or like helping out at his house. Mm -hmm. People who are in like a tough situation, Wit oftentimes like hires them for a little of this and that. It's kind of like a neat, interesting character thing, but it's definitely something that I don't know if a kid would pick up on that, but I totally was like, oh my gosh, Wit is doing this on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> kind of precious. And also, knowing how we know Wit at this point, Wit totally knows how to fix his own freezer. He does. He's an inventor. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, Wit is too good for this world. <laughs> so and, it's kind of yeah. sweet. All right, it's, anyway. It's also kind of a moment that I appreciate the writers aren't talking down to their audience. They kind of weave in a lot of nuance into their characters mm -hmm. and into their episodes mm -hmm. that you may or may not pick up on, but mm -hmm. it's still there. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that shows a lot of respect for the audience. Mm -hmm. That's true. It does. I think, I think that's basically all that that scene establishes. Oh, other than that he's going to need to fix the freezer, and so they need a place for all the ice cream, and Wit announces, free ice cream! Yeah. Seconds, thirds! Seconds, thirds, fourths. <laughs> and all the children, hooray! The children rejoice. And uh, Craig eats a little too much ice cream. Oh yeah, they go, yeah, next scene outside, Craig is eating too much ice cream, along with Freddy and whoever else. Whoever else, all those kids, they've had a little bit too much. Mm -hmm. But Craig is still cracking jokes, and Freddy is not at all in the mood. Yeah, Freddy is all of a sudden in like a weird mood about it. Um, I had to wonder like what happened between the earlier scene and that scene, or if he was in that mood to begin with. I, yeah, I wonder as well. Maybe it was just leaving Wit's End and having to go back home or something. I think, mm -hmm. do they, are they gonna go somewhere else? That's later on. That's later on. Yeah, yeah, so maybe it is just the fact of, like, leaving the place and, like, coming back to the real world in a little bit of a sense puts it back on his mind. Mm -hmm. But, um, Craig, like, can't stop telling these jokes, or he won't. Either way, he's just, like, going on and on until, like, you know, hey, what's eating you, Freddy? And Freddy busts out, my parents are getting a divorce. Make a joke about that. Which is so heavy. <laughs> yeah, this is, like, one of those Odyssey moments that kind of makes you, I think as a kid, it doesn't quite, or I will just speak from my own experience as a kid, it didn't hit me like, how heavy a lot of the moments Odyssey tackles, like, are. Mm -hmm. But as an adult, you're like, wow, that's, yeah, that's pretty intense. But as a kid, I mean, kids can handle it. I mean, it's the real world. I don't know. Yeah. So maybe it's something like the writers, like, they say they don't talk down to kids. Yeah, it's like, it's a thing that happens, and most kids are going to know someone whose parents get a divorce, mm -hmm. so. Yeah, if not go through one themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like they don't need to sugarcoat it. And then also, like, how brutal is that? Yeah. <laughs> Make a joke about that, funny boy. <laughs> and then Freddy, like, storms off. Yeah, I feel like that was, like, a good moment. Like, a good, uh... Kind of a wake-up call mm -hmm. for Craig. Totally. And, like, a good drama moment. Oh, yeah. Very realistic. So, yeah, Craig is bummed. He goes home and, uh... His dad is working on oh, the yeah. freezer in mm -hmm. the basement. That's right. He just brought Wit's freezer home. Mm -hmm. And Craig's kind of down, but he's trying to get his dad's attention. Like, hey, dad, I've got a new knock-knock joke. You want to hear it? And that scene was really well written, that, I felt like. Yeah, a whole family drama kind of plays out as he's trying to get his parents' attention and mm -hmm. tell them this joke. 
His father is sort of down about the fact that he hasn't been able to fix this freezer and that he hasn't been able to find other work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like his business isn't taking off the way that he had hoped and he's like very preoccupied in a way that I feel like most kids can understand no matter what kind of a parent like what kind of parents you grew up with, there's always been a time when you're like, hey, look at my dumb thing that I care about. And the parent is like genuinely preoccupied with something else. And you can tell when they can't like give you the full attention. And mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. That's that's life. Yeah. <laughs> just like that half, I mean, that isn't just with kids and parents, but that's like in real life. as if children and parents are not part of real life you know what I mean it's an adult life too sometimes you're like out with friends and you're trying to talk about something and then you can just tell that somebody's got something more on their mind that's kind Mm -hmm. of a theme of this episode people having something important on their mind and And humor being inappropriate for the situation yeah yeah so Mm -hmm. so yeah as the family drama unfolds the mom comes home we've got to talk about that conversation that happens between the mom and dad so first off the dad who didn't realize that the mom wasn't home yet Mm -hmm. has this sort of moment of where does she go where does she go which implies a lot Mm -hmm. in my mind of like what his imagination is concocting yeah he's like i don't know if it comes across as like weirdly suspicious or just peeved that his wife has like a life outside of the family Mm -hmm. i don't know if that might be like sort of like the in the worst light looking at it Maybe it's just the fact that he's under stress. But, I mean, we hear an argument between the mom and dad that kind of gets a lot out in the air of, like, she doesn't want to be here and she doesn't trust that he and his business are going to take off and he wants more time and he is upset that she has been going to try to find a job. She reveals she's been looking for work. And that's something I feel like the the writers don't, they don't make a statement about it. But I think mm-hmm. it is, like, probably a realistic conversation for yeah. the time in which it happened, which it's, is, what, the late 80s? Yeah, it's very realistic for the time that it was set, where there's still sort of an expectation that uh, the mother figure mm-hmm. is supported by the father and takes care of the home. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, yeah, of course women work, and that's still, that's an accepted thing as well, but sort of that attitude of, well, in an ideal world... The woman shouldn't Mm -hmm. have to work. Yeah, so he's not like, you'd better stay at home. It's more of like, oh, you don't have to do that. We have savings, kind of like, oh, you don't have to resort to going, finding a job. It's just so interesting listening to it right now in which, like in a day and age in which that dialogue would never be written. I mean, regardless of whether someone might say that to a spouse, they're Mm -hmm. like, a, a man might say that to his wife, but like... You would never hear that dialogue in media nowadays. No. (laughs) It's just a different cultural time. Mm Kind of interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Is that all we have to say about that? I feel like we're already interspersing commentary with our recap. That's so true. That's okay. That only means that the commentary portion will be a little bit shorter. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this plot was a little bit simpler than the first one also. Yeah. We're, We're almost done with it. We are. So yeah, interesting like cultural moment cultural uh what's the word for when something is like it tells you when it is (laughs) marker yeah that's probably what i mean it tells you when it is touchstone i think that's exactly what i was thinking and i was like that's not right whatever we're like way in the weeds at this point um it's uh yeah it's an emotional scene and the the mom reveals she wants to move back to what cincinnati or something 
I don't remember. Uh, some She's like, yes, I do want to move back. And the dad is like, all right, fine. We'll pack the car and we'll leave. And the kid is like, I don't want to go. And Craig runs out of the house upset and then commence a 80s skateboarding montage of angst. Yep. <laughs> that ends in him crashing. Yeah. Yeah, he's skating down the street, angsty 80s music. And flashback audio mm-hmm. in, like, echo dream space mm-hmm. to indicate that it's a memory yeah. of different clips of audio that we've heard throughout the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. Craig remembering yeah. people saying things that have just kind of built to this moment of him feeling just, I don't know. What's... Yeah, uh, angsty. I yeah. don't know. I don't know how old he is, but it's a... Uh... It's funny listening to it straight through. I was like, oh, there's probably a commercial break right before this scene because this is playing dialogue that we heard, like, seconds ago. Yeah. (laughs) Flashback to five minutes ago. Anyway, um, yeah, he crashes, his skateboard scrapes his knee, and then the kids from earlier come up to him, including Freddy. Um, Including Freddy? Isn't it including Freddy at that point? Maybe. I couldn't tell. Uh, I don't know if it's even relevant, actually. Oh, no, it's not including Freddy, because Freddy comes back later. Yeah. Okay, so the kids come up to him, and they're like, oh, hey, do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? And he's like, no, I actually, like, am not feeling great, and I don't want to hang out or do fun things. And then the one kid starts giving him a taste of his own medicine. He's like, hey, Craig, tell us a joke. Mm Mm-hmm. He's like so good. He's like, hey, you gotta hear this joke. He tells it so much better than I do. Yeah, Craig tells this great joke. Craig, tell the joke. Oh gosh, that's like nothing worse than people like trying to either make you laugh or like make you be up when you're down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like getting tickled when you're angry. That's <laughs> 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 what it is. Have you ever been tickled when you're angry? I never want to be tickled. Ever. Oh yeah, that's true. You don't like being tickled at all. <laughs> can you imagine being tickled when you're angry? I mean, I can imagine. <laughs> it's like amplifies the anger so much (laughs) oh gosh this is off topic but anyway uh yeah I don't know I thought it was a cool moment how the yeah how the kids come up and it's like oh see how it feels Craig that your parents are having problems and you feel upset about it and then the kids just want to hear a joke Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it sets him up to feel empathy towards um Freddy mm, later on big time so what happens? I think does he does he? Oh, he says, "Hey, my my parents are fighting." He he tells it to them, and they're like, "Oh, big deal! My parents fight all the time." Like playing it down, and, mm-hmm. then... and then I think they leave. They don't just they? leave. Yeah, yeah they like... leave because they're like, "All right, fine." If I guess if Craig's not being funny, whatever. Mm-hmm. So they're they're not really there for him at all. Yeah, and Which I think is part of the point. I hear a squeaky toy. Is it a dog or is it? It might be Duke. <laughs> We'll cut that anyway. Yeah. It stopped. It did stop. Okay. So then... then <laughs> It's moved around to the front. <laughs> We're being circled. Circled by a squeaky toy. So where do we pick up? Craig goes to Wit's, Wits End, End alone. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. significantly. He's alone. He's got a scraped knee. And Wit and Tom are there. Oh, that's right. We don't we follow to Craig. Tom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've started up with Wit and Tom. So Tom is eating the last of the ice cream. Mm-hmm. Which is just a combination like bowl of flavors that shouldn't be together. Actually, on a cone. It's on a cone. Oh, it's on a cone. Because he makes that terrible joke. Yeah, that I, I mentioned it earlier. Mm-hmm. The cone of many, many colors. colors. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I think 
Tom, Tom is a goofier character in these earlier episodes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry to dip into commentary again already. I know. Um, so the cone has, like, chocolate ripple, I think, and it has, pistachio. Mm-hmm. And peanut butter and orange sherbet. Orange sherbet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think all of those go together except the orange sherbet. Yeah. Which is my opinion. I think so. I don't like pistachio, but I think flavor profile-wise, mm-hmm. they're a good fit. But send ice cream combo reviews. <laughs> This has been. <laughs> oh my gosh. If we ever go to Wits End, we have to order the cone of many colors. Oh, what if they had what that? What if they do? At the real Wits End in Colorado? That place is magical, by the way, guys. Oh, I'm excited. We're going to go someday. That would be a real deep cut if we ordered that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, anyway, back on track. Uh, they, they have some, like, silly banter about this terrible ice cream. And then Craig comes in, and um, they think they get the story out of him, right? He tells yeah. them, uh, uh, nobody... I'm having a bad time, and people just wanted me to be funny. And I'm probably moving away tonight. Mm-hmm. And Wit has a reaction that uh, I also... This is, like, another great Wit character moment, where when people give him heavy information, especially kids, he doesn't always try to explain or moralize. He... I think when Craig says, yeah, my parents had a fight and we are moving possibly tonight, he just says, oh, well, we'll miss you around here. He just oftentimes has honest emotional reactions yeah i don't know this just reminded me of that it's gonna be like a consistent thing throughout the series it's like he doesn't take the emotional reality that the kids are experiencing lightly Mm -hmm. and he kind of comes at it with the understanding that they're still young and learning about how life works Mm -hmm. and and also he doesn't like trivialize it by being like oh i'm sure your parents didn't mean that or like oh you know parents sometimes fight like he doesn't turn it into, like, a his teaching opportunity, which I feel like is um, is hard to do as a good therapist. Um, like, he's not a therapist, but I think, like, one of the pitfalls of being a therapist or, like, a friend therapist is you want to sort of be able to give advice or give people a certain perspective. Mm-hmm. And it's, in emotional moments, hard not to do that, but instead to just... Yeah, and meet them in the emotion that they're experiencing and express your own emotion. Yeah, I don't know. Wit's great. This is another Wit's great segment. Yeah. (laughs) This is another way in which Wit is so great. Oh, boy. Anyway. um, Oh, yeah, this this happens where uh, Wit starts playing three-dimensional chess with the (laughs) the metaphors. Yeah. It's one of those moments where it it doesn't 100% succeed, Mm. I think. It's not... It's not done poorly, per no. se. You know but... what I was going to say? I felt like uh, earlier on in this episode, I thought uh, this is very like Ecclesiastes sort of there's a time for everything, like a time for weeping and a time for laughing yeah. and like that kind of thing. And and that's a scripture that could have easily worked into this episode, but that's not the direction they take it. And I think this direction does work, but I feel like the Ecclesiastes direction would have made more sense. I don't yeah. know. It would have been more direct. Mm-hmm. But I think the point they wanted to make instead was about the kinds of friendships you cultivate or mm-hmm. the kinds of friendships you get. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. It's like, it's more nuanced than the point that I would have made. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's interesting. So Tom is like, I've got a raspberry seed in my ice cream. <laughs> Which, when he started that, I was like, why are they talking about the ice cream again? And then I was like, oh, it's going to be significant. I get it. Yeah. <sighs> so anyway, there's, it's like, okay, well, you know, and, and the kid's like, couldn't it be an orange seed? And Tom's like, nope, I'm a farmer. 
And I know that it's a raspberry seed and it's like, isn't it interesting how when you plant a seed, you get more of what you planted? Do you see where I'm going with this? <laughs> he doesn't say that. But you, the audience, yeah. you see where he's going. Mm -hmm. I don't know. For me, it felt like the segue could have been smoother, but... Mm, yeah. They, they could have not gone back to the ice cream. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that was part of the whole concept of the thing. Also, throughout this, Tom is trying to pawn off his cone of undesirable ice cream to Craig. <laughs> He's like, Craig, have this great ice cream as a consolation. It's like, Tom, stop. <laughs> stop Wh it, Tom. Wit says, Tom, stop. Yeah, I think he does. He's like, oh, Tom. Oh, jeez. Anyway, uh, so they use that as a metaphor to let to let Craig know, like, well, you've been basically making friends only by being funny. So, you know, it's reasonable to expect that kids might expect you to be funny. Yeah. And I appreciate that his solution isn't to tell him to stop telling jokes. Yeah, why he don't you just stop telling jokes, he doesn't Craig? Say, <laughs> he doesn't tell him that it's a bad thing to mm -hmm. be funny. It's just that he should diversify. Yeah, diversify your garden of friendships. You know, plant seeds of empathy, plant seeds of listening. I don't know. Whatever mm -hmm. the other... And, and Craig is like, you want me to be friends with vegetables? Ah, ha, ha, just kidding, I get it. And I thought that was kind of cute, too, how it's like, you, you kind of see Craig is still a funny kid, and he's not sacrificing that part of his personality, he's just learning uh, where that should fit in with his social life. Yeah. His relationship building. Which I think is, like, a very pivotal point in a child's development. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of true. Of learning, like, this thing that I've always done because it always works mm -hmm. has stopped working. Mm -hmm. Why dun, is that? Dun. Yeah. And I, this is like, I love how Odyssey is this way that, like, the whole community is basically raising these kids. Yeah. And, like, and teaching Tom them. Mm-hmm. Showing them, like, how to, how to be mm -hmm. good, uh... Christian humans? children. Yeah. <laughs> humans. Yeah, good humans also. Good humans, good Christian children. Uh, then that's, this is the point when Freddy walks in and they're like, now you've got a chance to start planting new seeds. And Freddy walks in and Craig, uh, they start apologizing to each other because they were both a little bit, you know, Freddy was harsh with Craig and Craig was insensitive towards Freddy. So they start apologizing multiple times and then finally they just are like, hey, do you want to go hang out at the see the new display and freddie's like yeah and and craig says no jokes promise and freddie is like actually i could use a joke and it's kind of sweet yeah it's like these things don't things like your sense of humor and the the particular ways in which you enjoy bringing people joy like there's this there's still a good part of you yeah there's still a good part of you they there are still valid moments to share them mm-hmm mm -hmm. yeah the important thing is just knowing when mm -hmm. when to do so yeah Nice. And then what is the joke? Because this is another Everyone Laughs episode. Oh, gosh. Oh, it's about... Is it snowmen riding on motorcycles? Oh, that's not... No, no, it's polar bears. Polar that's right. Bears. He's, Craig starts telling him another joke and Freddy is like, I don't understand jokes. Why oh, are polar bears why, riding motorcycles? Why does this even happen? And everybody laughs because they're like, ha ha, uh -oh. oh, Freddy. Oh, boy. Did someone say, oh, Freddy, also? I actually... They might have. I do not remember. I feel like somebody said it. I, I said it. <laughs> At least. And that's about it. And then we cut, I think that is it, right? That's the end that, of the episode? That's the end of the episode. And okay. then we get Chris. And then Chris does reveal, surprise, surprise, it was, uh, it was Peter and John. No, it wasn't. 
Who is David and Jonathan? Peter and John have a very different kind yeah, of friendship. Yeah, Peter and John have, they do not have that same kind of friendship. Oh, one thing Chris does say, though, she's like, maybe Craig and Freddie will grow up to have uh, the same kind of friendship as David and Jonathan. I was like, oh my gosh, Chris. <laughs> That's a very interesting One day, Craig's dad will try to murder Freddie, <laughs> and then Craig will help Freddie escape, and they'll never see each other again, <laughs> tragically. Craig will sacrifice himself. <laughs> Craig will sacrifice his life. So that Freddie can He'll die in on. battle. <laughs> that's what happens. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <sighs> I know, that's also, we're getting lost in the weeds. But that, in my mind, I was, like, picturing these two boys going through this. And I was like, whoa, Chris. I know that's not what she meant. She just meant maybe they'll become best buds. That's probably what she meant. And we'll never know, because we never see them again. Yep, that's the last we see of Craig and Freddy. Oh boy, and that was a really long recap, but I feel like we already covered a lot of the, uh, uh, talking about the, what, actors and characters. Jimmy, Eugene, we will see them someday, soonish. Soonish. Uh, Eugene sooner than Jimmy, or the other uh, way around? Great question, I actually don't know. I feel like Eugene still comes in volume one. He might actually come in volume two. Two? He might. We're going to find out. Oh, I know. Anyway, what else uh, is there to say about this episode? Do you have thoughts? Thoughts. Thoughts about the episode. Gosh, I feel like we ended up talking about it. We already ended up talking about it. Throughout the entire recap. I know. I wonder if. I feel like I had other thoughts that I now don't remember. Oh, um, I was reminded of. I think just like in a general sense, certain people in life that it is harder to get closer to because like for a similar reason where they just are up all the time Mm -hmm. and either that's their personality or that's like a mechanism for them to keep people at arm's length. I know that's like not really what the episode is about, but I was especially reminded of somebody who we have a small group at church, so no names, but like someone recently shared that they are a person who has been like very up all their life, like very um, positive and optimistic very naturally. And that um, through hardships in their life, God has sort of made them a deeper person and and even a more likable person and I Mm -hmm. was like I kind of I can understand that because somebody who is optimistic all the time it's yeah it is I don't know because relate to them when you're feeling down yeah and I think it is just because life is not always fun Mm -hmm. genuinely and it's like that's a hard lesson to learn as a kid but you will learn it as a kid because you you will not always have fun as a yeah, kid. Well, life is messy. Yeah, you life learn is very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, We're I can't imagine world. anybody. Yeah, I wonder how long someone has lasted without learning that lesson. <laughs> very sheltered life. Yeah, somebody leading a very sheltered life. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, that 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 the person specifically said that that made them more likable, and I feel like that's basically what this episode is about: becoming more likable by becoming a deeper person and by learning how to be how to express a wider range of emotional experience yeah maybe in order to relate to other people <laughs> i know i totally lost. i was like how do i phrase what i'm trying to say yeah how to um empathize mm-hmm. yeah how to access those parts of yourself because i feel like everybody not everybody is optimistic all the time, but maybe you're kidding yourself after a certain point. Or maybe it is a matter of just not having gone through something serious enough. I don't know. It's a lot to think about. Yeah. Food for thought. Some of that was very garbled. 
<laughs> that's okay. I think the point shines through. Yeah, I think it does. And I think it clearly, after we've talked about this episode for a good long time, I feel like that's all I had to say. I think I already talked about the little, like, wit moments that I really appreciated. Mm-hmm. You too? Yeah. I kind of wish they'd given the actual verse oh, wit, location for wit, mm, that's reaping right. what you sow. They mention it, mm-hmm. and I think they give, like, a general idea of where it is in the Bible, mm-hmm. but they don't tell you the actual verse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Oh, yeah, that's, I guess, one tiny point to mention that I mentioned earlier is that uh, in these earlier episodes, you notice Tom is, like, more of, like, a, a humorous sidekick to Wit than, or, like, not a sidekick, but he's more of, like, a like a humorous foil. Yeah, he's a foil. That's a good description. Yeah, Tom is, like, the goofy one, and Wit's, like, the... the not serious, yeah, exactly, no, but... but as, I guess, as a duo, he's the more serious one. Down-to-earth, grounded? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the more down-to-earth one with the lessons, and Tom is just the goofy one with a good heart, but Tom is kind of learning along with. Which I think is funny, given their character types. You have the inventor and the farmer. Oh, yeah, that's... that's. <laughs> <laughs> and they are kind of swapped. Yeah, they are kind of swapped. You'd think Tom would be, like, the down-to-earth. Yeah. I just know it's interesting because later on Tom will also be a figure who gives out lessons and advice and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Anyway, we'll yeah. get there. We will. I, I feel like that's about it. Yeah. Unless you have anything else. I think I kind of already talked about everything. Yeah, we covered it. I liked this episode. And I was uh, glad to see we were revisiting it. I was like, oh yeah, this one. It was a fun one. It was a fun one. I think I'll be feeling that way about most of these ones. Ooh, get excited for the next episode. Oh, yeah. Get Looking excited. forward to the next one. It's Connie Comes to Town. Ah. Yeah. Oh, we're getting Connie. Uh, Odyssey, Odyssey is... is not complete without her. No, it is not. Odyssey is coming together. Okay, I feel like then I should do our wrap-up and we should say goodbye. Yeah. Cool. Um, This has been a good one. And thank you all for joining us on today's Podventure in Odyssey. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye now.